If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Today, we will be deep diving the 2023 puzzle game called Humanity. I am your host, or in this case, a spectral dog trying my best to shepherd these two lemmings with me, and my name is Paul. (laughs) Joining us, coming up first, he is working out certain aspects of humanity, like learning what it means to have choice, wisdom, war, and civilization. It's Josh. Uh, Out of those... Which one do you think I'm going for, Paul? War. Uh, yeah, war. that's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but please, please, I don't condone war. I'm just saying that, you know, I would I would be war. <laughs> it's fantastic. War. It's fantastic. All right. And then joining us, I'm curious to find out if he has more than five minutes in this game because we all know he's been so obsessed with Diablo 4. It's Ryan. I'll be happy to say I'm uh, over the 15-hour mark, so you just take that, buddy. (laughs) I'm guessing you did not fall asleep uh, while playing Humanity late at night the way you did with Diablo. I did not. I did not fall asleep, but uh, I would uh, say, oh, I need to get some Diablo time in. Click. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not surprised to hear that at all. All right, so we do have a little bit of housekeeping before we jump into the deep dive. We do want to give shout-outs to three new Patreon users. We've had yep. so many oh, new people man. to thank lately. The support has been phenomenal. It's been it's been pretty overwhelming. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we do want to give a huge shout-out to returning supporter, I Camp and Kill You, who is back on Epic Status. And we also have two new Rare supporters. We have the Co-op Company, and we also have a non-Discord supporter who goes by the name of Cindy Crouch, what? who, uh, Ryan, <laughs> I think you might know in real life. Thanks, Mama Bear. Love you and your $5. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to this day, my parents and my parents listen to this podcast are the only parents that have never supported this show. What am I doing wrong? No. That's true. We've had Yaya Arizona support. Yeah. We even had Michael Butler's mom yeah. support. Yeah. Ryan's, Ryan's mom support. supporting. Man. She, she told me, she told me last night that, uh, she was trying to leave a review, but it said you have to listen to the whole episode. So she, she left it on and then didn't go to bed till after midnight. So it played all the way through so she could give us five stars. So yeah. thanks, Mom. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Cindy. 
And then, uh, Josh, I believe you have a review to read. I do have a review. If you want to help the show or just let us know what you think, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're a Spotify user, you can rate us five stars. But if you write us a review, good chance we're going to read it on the show. And buckle in, everybody, because... I might, I might try to do an accent on this do one. It. <laughs> do it. This one comes in from Ireland from eight two seven J D J H S H D seven one seven, my boy, and it's titled "Best Gaming Podcast." Change my mind, and here we go. Five stars. Most of the gaming podcasts I can find are too factual and boring. Sometimes you just need some laughter. Is this exactly what this podcast gives you? Also, the Beatles were overrated in the 60s, but are fairly rated nowadays. Keep it up, fellas. Also, Ryan, you are my favorite. Because they put the U in there because they're from Ireland. So, you know. I don't know what that was, but it was certainly not Irish. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. You are not from <laughs> Ireland. I, I, about halfway through, my brain uh-huh. started going, what are you doing? And I just went, I can't stop now, boys. I just no. gotta, I apologize to all of our friends in Ireland. I know we actually have a lot of listeners there. I apologize. <laughs> oh goodness well thank you very much 827 i didn't catch the rest of that username come on Paul. and i did want to i couldn't decipher his accent oh yeah and uh, i did want to tell our listeners that we have decided to just agree to disagree on the beatles i think we are laying the debate to bed i i think we're done with it right we are done with the beatles <laughs> argument um paul has conceded so we can no longer <laughs> uh, continue to come attack on no, paul. no 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 why are you gonna do that because you know you're gonna rile him up and he'll stand <laughs> his ground you know he will paul expects nothing less from me come on <laughs> I All have right. laid out my case more than enough. I, I do not feel any 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 need to further defend the Beatles. It's fine. Don't worry. We will find the next thing soon. Nobody needs your yeah. facts and reason. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, last thing by way of housekeeping, I did want to let everyone know that today we are deep diving humanity, which means normally we, w- we would have a bonus round next week, but we do want to get our deep dive of Diablo 4 out yes. as soon as we can. So you guys will be getting two deep dives in a row on Mondays, and then after that, we'll do two bonus rounds to give us enough time to play our games that come up after. So just so you guys aren't surprised, you will get a couple deep dives in a row, which I think is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for housekeeping. It's time to turn, jump, swim, split, and even fight our way to the end goal. Let's deep dive humanity. All right, here's the description of the game on Steam. A unique blend of puzzle solving and action platforming. Play a lone Shiba Inu charged with commanding massive marching crowds to the goal in story mode, or browse a wide array of user-made levels crafted via the in-game stage creator. All right, now, Josh, tell the people, why are we covering this game, Humanity, today? We are covering Humanity because there is a hero to the people out in the world (laughs) by the name of Skippy. Skippy Mm -hmm. went legendary and said, you know what? 
I'm picking this game for a deep dive. Skippy also pointed out the fact that we brought this game up on a Twig episode a long time sure ago did. and said, you know what? You piqued my interest on this. And I think I want you guys to actually go ahead and cover this for their legendary pick. So here we are. We have played humanity. We're about to break it all down courtesy of the amazing Skippy. Absolutely. Also a very good peanut butter, by the way. It's a very good peanut butter, but not as good as Jeff. Oh, but that's Paul, okay. You Skippy is still excited. I was trying to give Skippy the spotlight. And man, I don't know, man. In a blind taste test. We're doing a yeah. blind taste test next, Paul. Oh, that's You know, fine. I'm oh, siding I'm with Skippy on this, boys. I'm <laughs> calling it out. All right. They're both very good peanut butter, so we'll okay. leave it at that. Uh, also, if you guys out there don't know, if you do join Patreon, and if you are a Legendary supporter, we did shake up our perks recently, but if you do support us for six months on Legendary, you also get to pick any game, and we will deep dive it. Even if it's a return to an old game, we have one of those coming up here yep. soon, or something brand new like Humanity. So if you want to check out support options, you can do that at MultiplayerSquad.com. All right. Now, Ryan, I'll go ahead and give you the honors here. From like a bird's eye view, if you are going to describe humanity to someone who has never seen any gameplay, no trailers, how would you describe this kind of game to them? All right. Well, first, uh, let me say thank you to Skippy, our motorcycle mastermind here. I was talking to him on Discord, so he's a, he's a rider, so he's a fellow rider, but right on, buddy. Uh, so, humanity. Um, basically, it, it's a game... You know, you have the the cinematics, and as far as like the 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 way it looks is intriguing. It's very interesting. It's very unique. Um, you have this grid, almost like uh, different. You know, you have this kind of square tiles. It's different layers, different levels. You have kind of ramps, all these different areas that uh your your characters can walk through, and you have a portal where people will come out of and you have to guide them. So you have to place commands throughout that area to lead them on a path to complete, you know, said puzzle. So you have, uh, you know, jump movements and, and arm arming movements with weapons and, and, uh, long jumps and floats and all these crazy splits, you know, like Paul said earlier, like there's all these different kind of movements you can do throughout to try to complete that puzzle to direct them through the area around, you know, perspective obstacles or or opponents or you know different things like that and as you progress you know it gets you know exponentially harder and uh more complex and you have different chapters that you go through there's a there's a light story throughout it where you know it's kind of cool um you know there's this kind of big voice that talks to you through throughout the game but other than that it's just it's just mainly you know you have these commands you you lead these people through all uh kind of like lemmings but you want you want to save them. <laughs> you want them to survive. Uh, you have uh, Goldies, which are are some kind of just unique character within it that you try to capture and get to special portals as well. But basically, long of the short is you're trying to get these guys from start A to start B or to finish B and and, and lead them on a way that's most efficient and you're able to complete each mission. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd add on top of that is that the game is divided into different chapters, and so different chapters introduce new elements, so they don't throw all the commands at you right away. There's definitely a little bit of a learning curve where they throw a couple commands and they throw new ones, and the game is kind of like constantly shifting things around, so every chapter kind of throws like a, a brand new mechanic at you one way or another. 
it's definitely most similar to Lemmings. We would all agree about that, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it is. And just to clarify, because I don't think you youngsters remember, but you are trying to save the Lemmings. You're not trying to kill the Lemmings. The Lemmings so, try to die. Yeah, and you're they trying try to, to stop die. Them. You are trying to save those Lemmings. I just had to put that straight. Some revisionist you know, history. I, yeah, <laughs> you know, as the as the 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 historian uh, around these parts. That's that's Reed, how Lemmings old guy. Yeah, I you know. <laughs> I was trying to make it sound elegant, Paul. <laughs> um, also, just to, this is a puzzle game. Hands down, I, I mean, it, you know, that is the massive, just overarching category that I would put humanity in is we are, it is a puzzle game. So if you like puzzle games, then, you know, we're, we're going to explain how this works and if this is for you. Um, but I think that's the overall general category. Although this game does make some neat turns that I'm sure we'll talk about too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not just your typical run-of-the-mill puzzle game. Right. And I think part of the reason why this game plays so different than a typical game is because of how the game was developed. So I did a little bit of research. I always like learning about how these games are developed and how they came about. This one is a little bit of a weird story. All right? I don't know if you guys know this, but the person who made this game is not a video game designer. All right. So there is a guy whose name is Yugo Nakamura, and he runs a Japanese experimental art firm. And so he does like web design and he designs like graphics to be played during concerts and stuff like that. And he just thought on a whim that it would be funny to start learning a little bit of coding and see how many humans he could put on the screen at one time moving around. And so he programmed that. And put it in a festival where it was seen by someone who used to work for Sega and is the CEO of a gaming company called Enhance. And so he saw this little art demo, thought that would make for a really good puzzle game, talks and meets the guy and says, and I quote, this is a direct quote from the guy who ended up publishing the game. I felt like if I gave this person the tools and resources to make a game, he has the core sensibilities to do that. I saw in his mannerism and eyes that he was not going to give up on this opportunity. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's why we have this game. <laughs> wow. Because a guy just made a goofy experimental art project, and another guy looked into his eyes and said, <laughs> I think this guy can make a game out of it. I, that makes a lot of sense now with uh, uh, the music. <laughs> And, wow. you know, yeah. and the lights yeah. and you know everything yeah. that that all i didn't i didn't know that i know you'd mentioned you were going to talk about it but yeah, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense now i can't imagine just looking into someone's eyes and being like take my money i believe in i believe in you even though you've never done this before <laughs> i had a buddy that would go down we'd go to the horse races and he's like i gotta go look in their eyes he'd walk yeah. down uh, my buddy randy he'd walk down and he'd go look in the horse's eyes he's like we're betting on six He's carrying three extra pounds, and he hates the distance. Those are just words on a page. I look the horse in the eye, and he tells me he is the winner. Tells you, huh? Perhaps this will sound crazy no to you. No need for the qualifier. But I have always been able to see into the soul of a horse. It is a gift, and I do not question it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> just see something in yep. there, huh? Yep. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's talk about the very beginning of humanity. So the game starts out very weird. All right, you're a spectral dog that's like talking to itself, and then all of a sudden you're hearing voices. There's these colored orbs that talk to you and tell you you have to bring people into the light. And you work through the prologue, which teaches you just like the basic commands and how the game works. 
What were your guys' initial thoughts when you sat down to play for that first session? I I remember looking at this game and expecting Lemmings. Like, hands down, that is the natural thing to assume when you see this horde of just colorful humans, you know, walking blindly through whatever level they're on. And this game does, it babies you at first. I mean, you know, it's basically like, look, they move in a straight line. And then you go, oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but I, I do remember like thinking this is going to be Lemmings, but 2023. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's really not like it is in a way, but it is such like a, a stretch, you know, like this is a, I view it as like a, a pretty separate game from that. But I do remember thinking the aesthetics of this game are really neat. Like that yeah. is the thing that jumps out at you at first. Like I remember seeing the trailers. It's why we covered it. We went, this just looks neat in the way that they did it. So if that was like my very first initial impression. I'm not a big puzzle game guy um i like them within like the aspect of games like you know adventure games or different things like that but seeing this you know it it may you know i i may look into other ones because the like you said the you know the the way you know the the characters were and it just was unique it almost seemed just something different the the music at first i'm like okay all right, we got some music bumping. I feel like I'm in a rave here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which which all makes sense now. Going back to Paul's story, so yep. yeah, it was it was definitely it's just it was unique and different and something that, um, you know, and we'll cover more as we go on. But it, it progresses, and I I was a little unsure at first, but as it progressed and as it advanced, I definitely got sucked in for sure. Yeah, I know for me. I naively thought this was going to be a very easy game because the commands are so simple throughout the prologue. I was thinking like, oh, is this going to be one of those games where I'm going to run through in like four to five hours and then just be done with it? Because you've got these guys that just walk out of a portal and you got to tell them turn left, let them go two spaces and then turn right. And then they walk into the end portal. And then even in the prologue, it's still simple stuff like now there's something in their way. So you just add a jump ability and then they just jump over the box and then you still just move them around. And I I will say that it did have some things that I thought were really neat for this style of game. So like, for example, if your characters die or you need to restart or something like that, you can restart any level by keeping all the same commands on the grid and i thought that was actually really neat so you don't have to start from scratch every single time you restart a level um but yeah i did not expect this game to be very difficult i certainly did not expect there to be any combat which i mean spoiler (laughs) alert that's going to come up a little later but i was afraid it was going to be too easy I, I in the very beginning i remember thinking like i sure hope that there's more to this game than this because Mm -hmm. this is not hard but then oddly enough the game sometimes throws so much at you that the simple levels where all you had was the turn command yeah would yeah. be like some of my favorite <laughs> yeah like at the same time because it's like it you know it's like it expands it expands and then it kind of like comes back together and says okay we'll take all this stuff you've learned but let's simplify your action list to where all you need to do is focus on how do you make these guys turn the right direction or at the right time or navigate through this maze or something like that. And I just remember thinking like, this is really cool that they would pull back a little bit 
but give you a difficult level at the same time. Like it was really neat how they kind of juggled the complexity of the game versus the simplicity of the level at the same time to make you go like, dude, this is like harder and, and way deeper than I initially thought it was going to be. Yeah. No, it, it it was it was so neat. Like I I did I absolutely love the keep commands because I definitely restarted quite a bit. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> looking over everything. So when you can get everything and you have one thing just wrong, you don't want to go through and reset every little pin that you do. So the ability to to keep the commands there and then you can go and alter what you need to as you as it progresses. You know that's that's one thing that's for sure that that made it for me. That was one of my favorite features. Yeah, and different levels play differently, and so we're going to get into some of this here in just a minute, but you can still, for most levels, run around and change commands on the fly, but sometimes you end up with so many thousands of people running around your map, <laughs> yeah. it's almost hard to realize who's going where. And you might have like accidentally created loops where all of a sudden you realize, oh, as everyone's falling off this cliff... I've got a thousand people here just walking in a circle. So it is nice every once in a while you just have to clear the board, keep all your commands, or erase them if, if it's just not working at all. And then you can start to tinker with it. Uh, at this point here, we are going to take a short break. And we're going to get into some of the more interesting mechanics as this game starts to take off. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, we are back. So after you play the prologue and maybe the first few levels, I think this is when the game suddenly gets a lot more complicated. They start tossing things at you like conveyor belts. There are fans that blow wind that will move your characters like a good two or three squares on the grid. Or if the fans point up, it'll actually keep people floating in the air. Uh, all of a sudden, there's like blocks that you can push and move, and they even start mixing up the format. So like in the very beginning, you can run around real time and change those commands. But then all of a sudden, you hit one stage where it's called Fate, and you have to place all your commands before you start your humans walking through. And so you just at that point sit back passively and watch whether or not your commands work. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, this is when the game really took off. I thought the prologue was okay, but it was very simplistic. This, to me, was like, oh, this is a good old-fashioned challenging puzzle game, but it's not brutally hard. Uh, what did you guys think about like this middle stage of the game? I'll be honest. This is actually where the game started to lose me a little bit. Oh really? Uh, I, yeah, honestly, and I, not, I'm not. I promise, I'm not always trying to be contrary to you, Paul. But you know, it is one of those <laughs> yeah, things where yeah, it's like, yeah. I like the beginning of the game. I went, cool, okay, neat mechanics, simple. I get it. Let's hope that it gets a little bit harder. It did get a little bit harder, but then I felt like in the middle of the game is when I started to discover that there's certain aspects of this game that start to get like a little, a little not routine, but like. Uh, annoying, so to speak, right? Yeah. And so I think the middle part of the game is where I started to see some of the flaws in the gameplay itself and in some of the quality of life things. I made the joke, Paul, since we're here, that like 
this game it should not be called humanity. It should be called trial and error because there's so many levels where I would try something, it wouldn't work. And then you have to restart the whole level. And like, you can keep your commands, which is great. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, if I make one little mistake, you're telling me I have to start all over again. Like a lot of puzzle games, you just keep shifting the puzzle until you figure it out kind of thing. And in this one, you have to just restart, you know, and I, I started to kind of get a little annoyed by that. Now, that's not to say that that opinion stayed that way, because honestly, this game shifts gears again later on. <laughs> it's like four games in yeah, one. It yeah, it really is. Like, sure. honestly, it really is. But for me, the middle part, I think I found my least favorite of all of it because I started to run into some of like the frustrations of just how the game was designed. So to like give an example, you're kind of talking like where if you accidentally push a block off the edge of the map, <laughs> the, the level might no longer be beatable. So right. you have to restart. Or yes, now, there's levels yeah. where if like, you know, what's goofy is in the beginning levels. It doesn't matter if the humans fall off a ledge and die. You can just sit there and let them die by the millions. Right. And that was contrary <laughs> to like what I thought this game would be because again, lemmings, right? Like you're trying to save them all. So I remember freaking out because guys were falling off a ledge and then it was like, oh, that's okay to let happen. But then later on, you have to save a certain number of them. So if one falls off the ledge, now you're like, well, shoot, I got to restart this level again. And they move slowly. And while the game does have a fast forward button, even fast forward, sometimes I'm like, I want fast forward like two times speed, you know? So <laughs> things like that were, like you said, you push a block one square too far. Oh, well, it falls into a hole and now you got to restart all over again. So there were aspects like that that I just didn't appreciate. I think the one thing that would have really saved this game from quality of life, and I know that maybe this would make some puzzles too easy, is just letting you rewind time yeah. instead of restarting Ooh, the whole level. Because yeah, be when good. you fast forward, the fast forward does work, but it's not nearly fast enough. There are some levels where you've got like 30 commands on the ground and the characters are so slow working through the map that if you have to restart, even holding the shift key, it's still a full 30 seconds before yeah. your characters work through it. And if they, and then you have to do that trial and error several times right. in a row. And, and there are a few levels where you're stuck just passively watching. And I thought so many times, if I could just rewind five seconds and then fix that one command, I, it, it would save a lot of time. Or just have a two times fast forward. Like, let me scrub yeah. really fast to the point that I need to get. So, Again, it, it is a criticism about the game, and I noticed it more so in that middle part. So for me, that's where it started to feel a little like, why did they do it like this? You mean you don't want to watch all those little characters just walk along? Just walk yeah, three miles just walk along three the track. What about you, Ryan? Like, how did, I mean, you know, how did you feel about the middle part? Well, I, I kind of the same way. I, I actually put that. That was my first thing, and kind of like the show notes about it. Um, the blocks, like I would have everything set up. I would, I would spend all this time looking at it, watching it. You know, after Paula told me it doesn't matter if the people die, because I was like you, I was like, <laughs> oh no, I can't let anyone die. And I'm like, yeah. I keep pausing, and then I'm looking at the map, and then going back and trying to keep them all alive. He's like, oh, they could just get quote unquote reborn. And then, yeah. lo and behold, I have like a people count. Like this, this is how many people you let die. And I was like, yeah. "Oh no!" <laughs> but th that's I'd have everything set up, and then I missed one thing, and then they just go and they push the block off the end, at the, on the side, you know, at the very end of the 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 sequence. And I'm like, "Oh come on!" And I have to restart, figure out where I made the mistake, you know. And that's part of the puzzle, obviously. But it's just one of those things where if you could 
rewind it just a little bit and then just oh boop put a little turn here and then you're good to go you know that would be that would be so much better but yeah that that part of the game i was it was almost kind of there wasn't too much introduced um a couple little things that weren't as uh impactful as like in the very beginning or later on what we'll talk about but uh it was just yeah it was kind of like that lull period in the middle where you just kind of were just dragging through just to get it done yeah i think for me the reason that i thought it was such a step up is because the first levels were just so easy like you beat all of them the first time that's true the middle is definitely a lot more complicated but it also increased for me the challenge but also the frustration because of some of the quality of life stuff all right now as you get past the middle part of the game I think that the later stages of this game is where it really takes off. And this is where I was completely shocked by this game. Because up to this point, you're not thinking about combat at all. This is a very old school traditional puzzle game. But all of a sudden, the game starts throwing opponents at you called the Others. You know, good old Lost style. They come out (laughs) of portals on the other side of the stage. And they've got swords. And they are trying to race you to the Goldies, which I know we haven't really talked about, but you have to go pick up a certain item and then take it with you to the portal. Well, the others will race you to get the Goldies first, and they will also fight and kill your people. And so in the beginning, you first are kind of like figuring out, how do I get to the Goldie fastest and then leave before the others catch me? But then the game throws at you commands to arm your own humans, either with swords or with guns. And so next thing you know, the game basically turns into like a combat simulator where you're a (laughs) a war general. And now you're like strafing with your guns from range while your melee try to sneak behind the others and, and kill their portals. So they stop pouring through. I thought that this stage of the game was by far the peak and an absolute blast. Yep. Yeah, it. this is what really caught me off guard on this one. And I love that the game does a good... It, like The way it handles the introduction of the others is really neat because they just kind of go like... All your, all your humans are colorful. They're wearing you know red, blue, yellow, green shirts and stuff like that. And then you have the others, which are just like black and white. And yeah. they're like, what, what the heck are these things? And you don't control them. They're just kind of creepily standing around. And at one point, I think you might even push a block over them or something. And then on the next level, it's like, the others are getting frustrated. And then you beat that level. And now it's like, the others have decided. And then it's like, they've taken well, arms. They've I taken guess up it's arms. war yeah. then. <laughs> you know, and then, yeah. And then the game takes this crazy turn where it's like, you know, there's one round where they have swords and you don't, and they're just slaughtering your people. And you're like, dude, what yeah. the? And then the next level, it's like, well, all right. And now your guys have swords and it just turns into this crazy. You mentioned it, Paul, like a battle simulator at that point. It reminds yeah. me of the totally accurate battle simulator tabs for people that have uh-huh. played that. So it's almost like that. You do zero control over the actual combat, you know, but it, it is interesting to watch them collide. Yeah, no, I I uh I had two sequences that really just threw me for a loop when this started cuz this was my favorite part in the whole game is, you know, there's one where all of a sudden, you know, you got these kind of lightsaber sword things and they're glowing and yours are blue and theirs are red and so you circle around and I'm at the top of this area and then I'm launching my guys off the side of this like two block <laughs> thing and I'm just thinking to myself, I have the high ground. It's over, Anakin. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> Star but Wars. It mattered. Yeah, Star Wars Dude. throwback, yeah. and then I'm just like just pummeling them, and then you destroy them. And you're like, yes. And then another one, and it kind of reminded me of um of like uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I know how we all love that game so much, unlike uh, uh, except for Paul. But uh, so <laughs> wow, <laughs> there's there's. I don't think, I mean, at least to my knowledge, I don't think there's only one way to finish these puzzles. Because I had one where it was like a ramp and you had to get on. It was three rows of guys and you had to, and they all had guns and they would just blast you if you come on. And there's fans and a bunch of other stuff that you had to kind of work your way around. But I ended up circling like four different groups of just as many people as I could fit, just changing arrows, changing arrows, just because I wanted to see what it would look like. And then, and sent them all to the middle, released the arrows that, you know, would hold them back. And then it just was just a crazy war. And it, it, I was just sitting there <laughs> laughing like this. This is awesome. You know, and they come through, they just demolish them. You know, I had a lot of casualties. You know, those guys gave their lives, but, you know, they did it for the yeah. cause. But <laughs> yeah. you got to sacrifice a few yeah. pawns every once in a while. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it was it, that by far. This is by far my favorite part of the game is is when they introduce the weapons and you can do all these unique abilities and and the guns and the the uh the the you know swords you know it was it was just awesome part of the progression here in the late stages is that they also unlock the follow command so whereas before your only job is placing commands on the ground or maybe you have to stand on a block to activate it you know there's some stuff like that but when they give you follow, that's where you get to howl as the dog and whatever's around you will follow you in real time. So now you can actually grab a battalion of, of humans with guns and walk them strategically through the level while the rest of your lemmings just follow their path. And that was really interesting because they're adding a more active aspect to the gameplay. And then in the very last stage, I believe it's the last chapter, they even let you start carrying around a sentry turret, and whatever you are currently facing, it will shoot at to destroy. So by the very late stages of the game, you're running all of these battle commands, but you're also grabbing and moving soldiers actively, and you're also walking around with the sentry turret fighting other sentry turrets or other people or there's even boss fights in this game which is hilarious to say <laughs> but like the fact that they add all this stuff in is really interesting now i'm not saying that this game is like a great shooter because it's not but it's so much more active for a puzzle game than what you're used to seeing yeah the way that this game progresses is pretty incredible to be honest because like that is the like that kind of goes back to the initial impression is it's like where is this game going to go Right? And it goes to a place that I yeah. never, ever would have guessed that it went. Yeah, I, yeah. I when I, when they when all of a sudden the guys the others you know come out with weapons, I'm like, whoa, whoa hold on, well, what what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, okay, here we go. And then I had so much fun on that because then my you know my military like strategic mind kicked in. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna flank them from here and do this and that. And the, uh, the puzzles were for for me in that middle section were so much easier. Because I'm like, okay, I just got to kill these guys. That That's the thing. I don't have to push this block or do this or that. You know, I can just, boom, I got to nu nuke all these dudes and get the goldies to the, you know, the final portal. And that's it. Yeah, like, it's such a weird twist. Like, in yeah. video games, you might expect a twist, like a character die dies or something like that. But to actually have the game throw an entirely new genre at you while it still looks and uses the same, looks the same, has the same controls... It's one of the weirder twists that I remember ever seeing. I, I can't think of any other games 
that throw this big of a wrench at you, you know, where it becomes several different games. So for our listeners, you might find that you love all of them. You might find that you only like certain chapters. I just knew when I started, I don't know if it was chapter five or six, but it's just called War. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great chapter. <laughs> That's like, fi- I just five. knew chapter right away. Five, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right. So moving on here, you know, we normally break down story a little bit more. This game does have a story. It's it's much more philosophical and like existential in nature. It kind of tries to grasp at what actually makes up a human soul. And is it like competition or is it choice? Is it dependence or civilization? Is there anything really to say in regards to story? I mean, it's it's really minimal. It's it's pretty minimal. I, this like I love a good philosophical like thought process. Um, the Talos principle nails. I mean, nails that as you play the game with humanity. It's just kind of there to give you a reason why you're playing, I guess. And it's kind of neat to think about occasionally, but they just don't develop that thought process enough to really make that matter at all to me. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell like they they tried to put some effort into making something there. So it's not just a just okay, here's some puzzles, figure it out. But uh yeah, there wasn't, you know, too too much to kind of go the off. The coolest of. thing was the visuals. And going back to the guy that made this game for a festival or whatever, because like all of these humans are floating around on the screen and they start to kind of coalesce into shapes and forms and stuff. And that part I thought was really neat you know especially with the last boss fight like that part was super cool but yeah that that's the only kind of really thing where i went oh that's really cool like when they're trying to tell the story part but yeah, yeah it's it's minimal yeah it's barely there just to stitch the game together like why are we leading these people oh well they're trying to develop a soul so let's kind of throw a little bit of philosophy out there that's really kind of what it amounts to <laughs> Uh, all right. And then the game does keep track of a lot of stats, which I thought was very funny. So there's a couple of different tabs. You can basically learn about your overall stats in a couple of different ways. I asked you guys to look up a couple of stats that I thought were really interesting. Um, Josh, were you able to pull up these stats? I did, but okay. I also didn't write them down. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so so, uh, so we're going off memory. I, I do actually remember a good bit of them, though, because I remember looking these up and being like, why is Paul asking me for these stats? And, and what made me laugh is about 15 minutes ago, Ryan might have messaged saying, I can't find these stats. So I'm, I'm a little curious, Ryan. What 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 happened here when uh, you went to go look for these stats? I don't know. I, I couldn't find the stats. I was looking around for it. I, all I saw was like the dog stat. And I was like, my dog yeah. walked however many kilometers around you know which makes sense from you know being overseas game and whatnot but i do know that i got an award probably (laughs) after you told me their lives don't matter and then you know you broke my heart because then i felt like super bad about killing all these people that your oh the humanity award from steam (laughs) cost fifty thousand humans to perish and i'm like wait no he said they're reborn it doesn't matter If they fall off a ledge, they're reborn, but you can also like smash them with blocks and, and things where they do die or they die from being killed by the others, you know, things of, of that nature. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it turns out that stats, more advanced stats unlock as you get more of the collectible goldies within the game. So you actually oh, okay. have to have collected at least 88 
to unlock the people stats that we were going to talk about. So Ryan, Ryan didn't quite get there, uh, but at least Josh did. So Josh, do you remember how many total trial participants you had? Yeah, I, it was like right at around like 400,000, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I might have killed a lot more than you. I had 697,000 participants oh, wow. in my wow. playthrough. Oh, wow. That's a lot of humans walking out of portals. <laughs> I thought, and well, you know, that probably is me trying to save every single one of them for the first few, like, worlds, thinking that <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't let them fall. Yeah, Um, yeah, because I would do what Ryan did and just have them like I would make a circle so they wouldn't just fall off the ledge (laughs) instead. And then the game's like, hey, it's totally cool if they fall off the ledge, you know, and then I was like, oh, but then they don't tell you that they're (laughs) keeping track of how many humans you let die too. So exactly. Yeah. Paul Paul tells me, oh, it doesn't matter. They're just reborn. So then I just let them they're just pouring, just pouring off the side of the wall. And there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of of little people just dying and i'm just looking through the blocks like oh okay i could put an arrow here you know taking my time and then all of a sudden i get an award oh you've killed fifty thousand people congratulations <laughs> i'm like paul come on <laughs> you murderer <laughs> uh and then josh do you know how many participants were lost on your watch uh it was i remember it was about half Half of the ones that participated. So it was. Oh, no. Okay. Actually, I take that back. Now I do remember because it, I had about six, I was in the high 600,000s for participants. And then okay. I remember looking and I would, cause I had like 350,000 people that died in this okay. case. So that, that, that is much more accurate. Yeah. Cause I remember I was like, it was like 48%. And I was like, <laughs> you're telling me I let half the people die in this game? Okay, mine's almost exactly the same. So I had 697,000 participants. Yeah. 358,000 died on my watch. So a little over 50%. Yeah, that's we're we're almost spot on with each other. Yeah. And then last one here, do you know how many others you killed in battle? Uh, I killed it was like 100,000. So it was a good percentage. But there's a couple stages, like Ryan mentioned this where it is it is full on war. We're talking oh, yeah. thousands of others and thousands of your humans. And at one point, I remember trying to figure out the level and they were just steadily just like pouring into each other for it seemed like 10 minutes straight while I was trying yeah. to figure out this puzzle. So I think yeah. that's where a lot of that <laughs> death count came from. Had your stats a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I I slaughtered 186,000 others, and there were several stages where they're just fighting for minutes on end. Yeah. How funny. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our last break, and we'll come back and wrap things up. All right, guys. I feel like one thing that we definitely have to talk about with humanity is the fact that it does have a very robust stage creator, which gives you some really detailed tutorials teaching you how to make your own levels. And you can also play user-created content. So if you want to design your own levels, you can give it tags, you can rate it on a difficulty level, and you can download and play these very similar to something like Human Fall Flat or Portal. Um, really, there's an unlimited amount of content that you can play here. Uh, if this is your style game, it's only 30 bucks. And you can get a lot of content out of this. So if you're into puzzle games, I think it's definitely worth looking into, uh, especially because of all that community-made content. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm not a puzzle guy. And and this thing, you know, a- after, you know, you get to that middle section, like, it kind of <laughs> hooks me. So, yeah, I-, I may check out a few others after this. Yeah. 
Now, this is not the first puzzle game that we've covered. Josh, you and I did a deep dive of Ibn Ab, you know, back in the day with Michael. Uh, that game, I feel like we ran through very fast. We beat it in two sit, uh, two playthroughs. And I think we only really got stuck once yeah. that I can remember where we had to look up a YouTube solution. Whoa, we were you doing and, that wrong. <laughs> you and I were the idiots making it more complicated. Yes. The game actually had a very simple solution. I would say humanity is actually like all the way on the other end of the spectrum. I don't know about you guys. I got stuck in this game a lot. Like I would bring up a YouTube video and I would try just to look at the first like three tile placements and then I'd put it on pause and I would work on the game. Cause if I'm, if I'm on a level for 20 minutes and I'm not getting anywhere, I'm going to get a little bit of help. So I would, you know, kind of cheat a little bit and then try to figure out the rest but there are a lot of levels here that are incredibly difficult. I found this game to be very hard. Ooh, I'm, I'm glad to hear Paul say that. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul's pretty smart. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this seems tough. Cause I was like, dude, I like puzzle games and I like to think I'm good at solving puzzles. But this game, let me tell you, man, this game is unforgiving is the, is the issue. So number one, some of the puzzles. Ryan, you touched on this. I think some puzzles you can approach a lot of different ways, but there are some puzzles that have one solution and one yep. solution only. Yep. And if you don't figure out what that solution is, you are going to be banging your head against a wall for a while. Um, and so for me, I found the difficulty level to to pivot pretty hard. So anytime you start a new like world, they would ease you into whatever the new mechanic was or the new command or whatever was going on. And they, it would be easy for like one, two, three, and yeah. then bam, it would just ramp up and then it would ramp up again. And I remember thinking like, why is this game so hard? Man? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was know? pretty, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool too how they kind of had like the main, main line of, of the missions. And then they had the little offset ones that were yeah. kind of a little more quirky, a little different, you know, and, and then, uh, that you could do a little more kind of unique things with, with the level, but, yeah, it's the same for me. It, it was uh, it was definitely difficult. I'm glad to know that I'm not the only ding dong that had to restart <laughs> quite a bit. I, I do I do have the the restart stats. That one was up there, but I'm not going to share that one. <laughs> <laughs> you restarted forty eight thousand times. <laughs> yeah, this game's pretty pretty difficult. I remember us joking that like Ibn Ab, you don't need a physics degree to play. You kind of like almost do need it for humanity i would just say there's no shame in getting a few tips online you can slave away at these levels until you find the solution but i i would just say it's a game it's supposed to be fun and if it gets grindy just get a little tip online i would highly recommend that people do that i am not one to look up solutions to puzzles i want to figure them out for the most part, but that is under the assumption that I can continue to just look around and work on the puzzle. And again, I'll touch on the fact that with humanity, if you don't figure it out, you got to start back from the beginning. And so if you're on a really hard level, which there are some that are just really out there, like you might, you might attempt this level for two hours straight with just failing and restarting and failing and restarting. And then that is not fun for anybody. So at no. that point, like just look up a hint, man, because I, I think that that is going to solve the number one frustration that I think people will come across in this game. And so if you kind of take that out, you're left with something a lot better in the end. Yeah. And I mean, in the sequence can take like two minutes, you know, so you set everything up and then 
boom, after two minutes, you know, and you're you're hitting shift, you're speeding through it, and then you're like, oh, man, that didn't work. I got to reset yeah. that. And, you know, yep. you got to go back again. So, yeah, absolutely. If you can, you know, hop on YouTube, there's all kinds of reviews where they go level by level. You, you can look at them. Um, yeah, I, I would be the same. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're someone who finds all puzzle games easy, this is 100% up your alley. I don't think anyone would say this is an easy puzzle game, which is so ironic because I was so convinced it was going to be easy in the early stages, and it goes the other way. There's ones to to, to be able to get both the goldies where you have to like sequence around, and then you have to put a jump to jump over the other guys to get them around the other section. You know, there's just... It gets yeah. really, really in depth, like which, which is cool. And when you figure it out, you feel so accomplished. You're like, yes, yeah, I got it. But, but until then, you're like, oh man, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those games that's like that. You feel completely stupid, and then you feel like a genius if you figure it out on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I know that we're kind of quickly running out of time here, but let's move into our segment here for some hot takes. All right. Uh, Josh, how about we do yours first? What's your hot take on humanity? All right. My hot take on this is I don't think I can name another game with the exception of Inscription. Um, and I, you guys may not have played that, but if you played Inscription, you know what I'm talking about. That makes such a 180 in its gameplay and how yeah. this game actually works. Inscription is like that. You play it. It's like a weird escape room card game. And then, and then bam, it. it turns into <laughs> something completely different. And you're like, did they accidentally like tack on another video game to this? <laughs> and whereas humanity definitely is contiguous in that regard, it changes so hard from like this weird, simple, but hard puzzle game to this odd battle simulator, still puzzle game, but just in a way different level that that's my hot take, man, is this, there's not many games out there that do what this game did. Um, and it does it, man. It makes such a hard turn that it's, it stands out. A very memorable turn. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What's what's your hot take? Um, I don't know how much you would call this a hot take. I guess. Um, if if you've been watching uh my uh Blizzard activity or my Diablo <laughs> activity, um, you would know how much I've played Diablo. So, I I would say that getting into these levels, there was two times, and I will say twice, one two. That I clicked on humanity instead of Diablo because I had a level that I wanted to finish, and I oh, and I knew I wow. knew yeah that's I, a hot take yeah I, I was like <laughs> I you know I could play with Paul and Josh and we can just go kill some demons but I I have an idea on how I can beat that one and it, and it gets to that almost like that Tetris mode or you know Guitar Hero where like you just you're just seeing it in your brain. <laughs> Right. And you're like, Matrix. you're like, yeah. oh man. And then I, you wake up uh, even. Okay. So the other morning I woke up and I come in and I had maybe an hour to kill. I go in and I sit in my computer and I'm like, I- I'm going to try that level again. And I play it and I, and I fail two or three times. I'm like, ah, whatever. And I walk away and I'm, <laughs> I'm doing stuff. I'm getting ready to leave for work. And I'm like, wait, what if I do this? And I come back to my computer and I do it again and I finish it and I'm like, yes. All right. I can go to work now. I'm going to leave. I work for myself, so my boss wasn't mad. Uh, sure. he's, he's a jerk, but he wasn't mad. Uh, so so it was 
it's it's just one of those things where I was actually I was surprised by how much it did suck me in and that I <laughs> I actually clicked on it a couple times over Diablo. One of the really funny things I think in regards to timing is I think that humanity and Diablo four are like the perfect one two punch because they're <laughs> so incredibly different where Diablo, you're getting that more hardcore combat. It's the action RPG. And then as soon as you get a little tired, get a little tired of like the button mashing aspect of Diablo, you can go load up humanity and use every other part of your brain that you weren't using in Diablo and just go back and forth. I never grew tired of playing either one because I would bounce off of them. And I thought that it was kind of a neat counterbalance. Uh, my hot take, I've got two of them here. One of them, I'm, I'm going to say that this has the worst music of all time for <laughs> any video game. Dude, it's, ter- I, it's weird to me because you're about to hear, like, there's some people that praise the music in this game. Really? And I... It's I noise. literally had to <laughs> it was, turn it off. No, man. it was so good at first that boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Like that one was yeah. good, but then it kept going and kept going and kept going. And then the other ones were just horrible. Yeah. So yeah, it's horrible. where it's like second that. Yeah. No, I, I just set my headphones on the, on the desk. <laughs> I and, did too. Yep. I'm like, I yeah. refused. <laughs> yeah. I felt assaulted. Like yeah. audibly. Oh, it's bad. Some music. of it's really bad. Help my ears. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but my other hot take is that I think this might be my favorite puzzle game after the portals. I, I really oh, enjoyed wow. this one. I really love puzzle games in general. And this one worked really, really well for me. I, I found it to be uh, an absolute joy to play. All right. Well, now that you guys know a little bit about our thoughts, Josh, you've got some community reviews for us. I do have community reviews. We always pull some positive and some negative reviews just to give people that are listening some other takes on what this game is about and what the good is and what the bad is. So this first one is not recommended. They have 13 hours on record and the TLDR, which this is the review. So I'm not really sure why they added a TLDR here, but it says this game is a difficult ask for $30. It starts out amazing but later mechanics can be very frustrating and too trial and error. The game is lacking a lot of quality of life features and the soundtrack is super hit or miss too. (laughs) Edit. Completed the game. Changed my thoughts a little bit. It hurts to say, but I still wouldn't recommend the game without a sale. Okay. I mean, it. this game's relatively simple in that you're not getting crazy visuals and voice act work and things like that but thirty dollars is still a lot a lot for a puzzle game you it's it's the hours to beat this i think is well worth the 30 bucks it is just you know this guy touched on quality of life features the trial and error aspect and the soundtrack which were all complaints from me as well so it (laughs) kind of resonated with me (laughs) so all right this next one is recommended 19 hours on record i don't know if i lost brain cells or gained brain cells from playing this game but i do know i had to use 200 percent of my brain to beat these levels and puzzles it's a great game by the way the devs are super creative first time devs 
Congratulations yeah. to them. Yeah, that's not easy to make a puzzle game, especially that isn't mm-hmm. borrowing from other stuff that has already been done. No, what so. he's going to do now is he's going to set up at his raves and he's going to work work on like just directing <laughs> all the people around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Comic-Con will never be the same. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. This next one is not recommended four hours on record. And it says, I won't go into detail because I've previously discussed it in my article evaluations. In short, the game's music, audio, and graphics features are far too simplistic, yet everything else about it is done brilliantly, including the marketing through videos, uh, including the action humor. There are a lot of elements not featured here that are in almost every other puzzle-based game. There's no rewind. There's no super fast mode. So you're spending a good portion of a long puzzle waiting for the humans to slowly walk and jump around until they get back to the location that you messed up on, wasting more time if you mess it up again. This isn't necessary. (laughs) yeah i think you could definitely tweak it but at the same time i think there are parts that are brilliant so it's a rather fascinating game for a lot of reasons all right and then last one recommended 20 hours on record overall i'd say that this is an incredibly good game the game frequently throws in new mechanics and updates to the game so the levels never get to a point where they feel stale the overall aesthetic and storyline is also a huge bonus If there was any minor gripe, I wish I knew that the game wasn't purely a puzzle game. It certainly starts off more puzzle-based, but then it shifts into more real-time strategic aspects as you get to the later levels. I'm struggling a bit towards the end, but I think that says much more about me than it does the game. It's still super fun despite my lack of skill. Okay. Yeah, it it, it could be that if you don't want to play that kind of battling simulator that you might really hate the game in the last third or you might find it to be the best i think more than almost any game we've covered it's it's very much a your mileage may vary yeah yep yep all right so then as we always do after we read reviews and kind of give an idea of where the community stands on this we always try to guess the overall steam review score now I will say this, fellas. This is the least reviewed game that we have ever actually covered. Ooh. So Humanity <laughs> just released title. on yeah. May fifteenth. It has a hundred and forty six reviews total. Oh, so okay. I'm going to give you that hint because obviously they will skew a lot more than a game with like twenty thousand reviews would. So Paul, I think you won last time, so you get to guess first on the Steam scale of zero to one hundred. What do you think the overall rating on Humanity is? I think it's going to be pretty high. I think most people who buy it are people who are already into puzzle games. If you hate puzzle games, I doubt you're going to pick it up. Um, I was going to say 91, but now that I know there's fewer reviews, I think early on you get more of the negatives. People who just quit and they don't want to play. There's probably people still working their way through. I'm going to lower it a little bit and say 88. All right. 88 from Paul. Ryan? <sighs> yeah. Like Mr. Four Hours or whatever that review was. You didn't even probably get to the good part. Like with the weapons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was when it got good. But um yeah, I mean that's a good take by Paul. So I'm gonna uh I'm gonna go eighty five. Eighty five for Ryan. Yeah. All right. Well, I initially guessed 85. And since Ryan stole my guess, I'm going to guess one over because I do know the answer and I had to change my answer anyway. So I'm going to guess one over because Paul is actually the winner. The overall rating on this game is a 94%. 
Jeez. Oh, so, dude, wow. it deserves it, in my opinion. There, I, there, there were a total of, I think, like six or seven actual negative written reviews on this game. The rest That's were all it? positive. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it doesn't wow. have a lot of reviews, so... But yeah, so 94%. Dang. Wow, that's really high. That's one of our highest Steam scores that we've done a deep dive. Wow. All right. I guess that means I get the honors (laughs) for this next segment. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Paul. Oh, yes, you do. All right. Let's spin that record. Hey there, human. (laughs) You know... (laughs) I've always thought that Disneyland was the happiest place on earth, but that was before I got a chance to stand here next to you. Where are you going? (laughs) (laughs) Sucked up into the sky to disappear forever. All right. This segment here is called Make Love, Marry, or Murder. This is where each of us rate this game. Is it marriage material? Is it just make love, play it for a bit, and then uh, leave? Or is it murder material where we don't recommend picking this one up at all? Obviously, I'm going to marry this game. I think it is an incredibly fun and engaging puzzle game. I think that's like engaging is like the number one word I would say. I think it's a really good challenge. Just, you know, have the right handicap level by looking up some hints when you need it. And uh, yeah, I think it's marriage all the way. What about you, Josh? What are you thinking? Or okay, uh, Ryan, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, Josh punted. He started pointing. <laughs> well, I, I will say nobody's going to marry you after that pickup line. Oh. <laughs> They're gone anyway. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one's a this one's a make love for me. Uh, I I really enjoyed that middle part of it because it got to like almost a war based kind of active kind of strategic type thing that that's what really sold me on the game for that that aspect but um yeah i can see how you can marry it um but yeah it's a, it's a make love for me all right what about you josh uh this game had the unfortunate um uh privilege of going up against diablo 4 uh <laughs> in in competitive game time um, so I had to make myself take a step back and say, Hey, I know I want to play Diablo, but how is this game overall? You know, and not hold it up against Diablo 4. You're telling me. I know, right? And, but that's <laughs> tough to do when you're, I mean, when you're a gamer and you're playing two games and it's like, I just want to go play this one game because it's, you know, the hotness that I've been waiting for. But then I've got this game too. That's a tough thing, and I don't want to hold it against the game that I don't want to play. At that's why the time. it was my. That's why it was my hot take. You know, right? Yeah, and so I like. There is a lot that I like about humanity, like a lot. The problem is, is that there's a a decent amount that I found to be frustrating, and for me, I love puzzles, man. But this game is a different style of puzzle. It's almost like if this, then that type puzzle to where you're trying to predict the outcome of something versus like a game like The Witness or Talos Principle or Portal, where it just uses a different part of my brain, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as how you approach puzzles. And this one wasn't as enjoyable as those games, but it's still a really good game. So for me, it's a make love because I, I it would almost be a marry. Like if I thought the puzzles were more up my alley or the quality of life stuff was better, I think at that point I'd say it's a marry. But the, it's not perfect. There are some things. It's not my necessarily like favorite flavor of puzzle game. So I'm giving it a make love. All right, I, I totally understand that. 
Uh, I think this is also a great game to test out on Steam. And after two hours, if you aren't into it, just get that refund and get out. I think it's worth trying. And I think for the people where it hits, it's going to hit pretty well as long as it's not competing with something like Diablo. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Sure. All right. Well, let's go on to our last segment here. Let's go to the leaderboard and see where this game stacks up. All right, fellas, we have now done a total of 98 deep dives, if we include humanity here. We have an overall leaderboard at MultiplayerPodcast.com. This is where we have to come together as a three-person consensus. Where are we going to rank this game against everything else? So Make Love, Marry, or Murder is individual. This is where we have to compromise, talk through it, and come up with an agreement. Looking at our leaderboard here... Personally, I would have it somewhere in the 30 to 40 range. I would have this somewhere around games like Dungeon Defenders, uh, The Forgotten City, Near Automata, Deep Rock Galactic, Dead Island 2. That's that's where I would personally have it. Uh, are, are we kind of thinking similar or are you guys thinking lower or what? I'm not super far off from you, to be honest. Um, you know, I look at Ibn Ab was the last puzzle game that we played that we covered for the show. Sure. I yeah. found Ibn Ab to be much more endearing, but humanity is much more of the challenging, like in-depth, creative type puzzle game. So they're you so know, different. E- even it's weird. It, they really, really are. I think I would generally rather play Ibn Ab. Number one for the co-op nature, but number two, it's just a little bit more again my style of like problem solving versus the humanity type of solving. So. I mean, but I'm real close. Like, honestly, if you put this one under Ibn Ab, it would not break my heart at all. You know, that's really um, funny. I was almost going to say the exact opposite because yeah. I think this game is so much better than Ibn Ab. And I get that. <laughs> like, I, I can understand that take for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it, you're comparing apples and oranges and some people like apples, others like oranges. Yeah. For me, Ibn Ab was just so short that once you beat it, you'll definitely never play it again. I don't have any plans to play humanity ever again, but I'll tell you what, I've got way higher odds of hopping in for user created content in humanity. I'll never install Ibn Ab ever again. Yeah. That yeah. makes so, sense. All right. But, so at least we're kind of talking somewhere around 44. That's yeah, what mid, Ibn Ab mid 40s, is. I think is, is pretty good spot. What about you, Ryan? I, I think so. As long as it's, uh, above destiny Two, like past, past destiny two, which is at 34. Like, oh man, there was a time when Destiny Two was in our top like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, and it was a lot it Slowly just gotten, it just slowly down. just going yeah. away. But no, kind of like I, how I'm, fun is in that game. I'm fine in the forties. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is a game too where I, I feel like I would. I, I was talking to my daughter. She's fourteen. Um, I, w- I was saying, you know, you should try it out. Get on it. You know, just start from the beginning and just kind of see what you think as well. So it, it would definitely be a game that I'd kind of send my kids on do as well and like hey see what you can do like have have fun good luck you know and so (laughs) so it's it's cool it has its purpose and its point you know so i i'm i'm fine with whatever you guys want to do in the late 30s or 40s all right paul so it's do we put it above ibn ab or below ibn ab it's hard for me to imagine placing it below only because ibn ab is fun ibn ab is a mobile game disguised as something you would play on console yeah i get or that it's PC. simple it's very simple 
It's just such a simple game. It's what did we even pay for Ivanov? It was like two ninety nine oh, or something. It wasn't much at all. It's like it's a barely rip-off. a game. <laughs> it's just so little. <laughs> to me, it's almost like: Do you want one little bite, and it's a perfect bite, or do you want like this bigger meal? Like that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, so. I'm much more of a eat the meal. The only, the only. The only contrast to that is it was I don't think there was ever a time in Ibn Ab where I wasn't having fun. Whereas sure. there's a few levels in humanity where after like the 15th time of fast forwarding through the first 40 seconds waiting for <laughs> the dog to get to the part where I messed up, like there were sure. times where I was like I'm not having fun right now. You know, and so I mean I'm fine putting it one above. If you want to put it one above, that's fine too cuz I get it. Humanity is a longer game, it's more challenging, uh, you know, it it does it's it does more inventive. More. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's worth crediting them just for that alone. It accomplishes a lot more than Ibnob. Ibnob is a great game, but ultimately you're just standing on the other person's head and they jump and then you jump and you get to a platform and that's it's a yeah. little bit more than that, but not much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, so 44. That means go. we will have it below Pillars of Eternity 2, Rainbow Six Siege, Call of Duty Black Ops, Cold War, and Broforce, but we will have it above Ibnob, Steel Rising, V Rising, and Lost Ark. That's pretty good praise. I know that sounds like, Sweet. oh, it's in the 40s, but I mean, on our leaderboard, those are, those are still good, good games. games still. Yeah. yeah, those are good games. Jedi Survivor's at 50 right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. above Jedi Survivor. Our games don't get bad really until you hit like the mid to late 60s that's when it starts getting into some bad stuff there yeah like elite it, boy, dangerous. it really falls off a cliff though doesn't <laughs> it <laughs> yeah all right so we'll lock that one in at 44 i i think that's fair i i think people should check it out especially if you like puzzle games and then any closing words guys or are we just about done no, thanks to Skippy for picking this one. This is one I don't think we ever would have picked up on our own, uh, no even though we did talk about it. So thank you for that. Also, you know, for everybody out there that is supporting the show, whether it's legendary or, you know, uh, rare, or epic or whatever, just telling a friend, like, honestly, thank you for that as well. Yeah, everything you guys do is is awesome. And then get on the Discord. There's there's so much. There's a bunch of little sub, you know, sub little Discord sections channels. that you could get on channels. <laughs> I was going to let channels, them just struggle <laughs> uh, uh, channels uh, uh, and threads <laughs> threads whatever I was going to say uh, subreddits but that's, yeah. that shows I spend too much time on reddit but yeah there, there's so much on there and and uh, we all talk and go over games and go over the episodes and so get on there and then and then you know we got we got clans on Diablo like we're doing all kinds of stuff so just get on and uh, spend some time with us yeah, absolutely. We've been able to play with a lot of listeners lately. It's been an absolute blast. All right. And then our next deep dive a week from today will be Diablo 4. And in yeah. the meantime, as always, we'll have our This Week in Gaming episode on Thursday. We hope that you'll come back for that. And we always release quick take episodes on Saturdays. So we hope that you'll come back and check those out. And until next time, happy gaming. All right. See you, everybody. Well, see you later. <laughs>